Welcome to another episode of the Systemize Your Life podcast. This episode is going to change everything for you, for your finances, for your marriage. I know that one of the hardest things is to get your communication in your marriage and within your family as a busy working mom that feels like she's trying to run her ship in all of the different places and figure out where everything goes, just communicating all of the things that you know need to be done is probably one of your biggest challenges. And one of those things that can really impact everything that you do when you're trying to get groceries, when you're trying to sign them up for activities, when you're trying to get your work done is how you're going to pay for it. All of the finances, that is such a foundational piece of everything that you do is having the money to be able to do it. And it can cause so much stress and so much burden in your life if you don't have it clearly communicated and ready to execute at any given moment. It should not be something that's holding you back at any point of your day, of your week, of your month, of your year. It shouldn't be something that is causing a rift between you and your spouse. You should be able to openly talk about these things, be on the same page and know how to communicate that well. And today, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about how to have a finance meeting. Now, look, I know this sounds super official and kind of militant and like it has a format and a structure, but what you're going to find out is one of the reasons why your communication regarding your finances with your spouse isn't working is because you don't have a specific set of parameters to help you actually succeed. You are going to now though, so grab a pen and paper and let's dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves. Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. We are about to dive in. I'm so excited. We've got three straightforward steps that we are going to talk about today for you to be able to have your first finance meeting or just take your conversations about finances and about your budget, about your money within your marriage, kind of to that next official stage of we're serious about this. We care about our finances. We want to steward our money well, and we actually want to make an impact and stop wasting our money. Basically, you want to know what you're doing with your money and you want to be responsible. Like This is how you do it. You have finance meetings. (laughs) I talk so much. I ran into somebody the other day and they were like, oh, what do you do? And I told them what I did. And they were like, oh my goodness, it's like you teach women how to be the CEO of their houses, of their, like, their mothering and their taking care of the house and all the different things. And I'm like, yeah, basically. And when I think about what that means as a CEO, right, of the role that you've been given, there's no CEO that doesn't understand the finances of their company and, and does not have finance meetings. They all have finance meetings. Why aren't you having one? Truly. Why don't you have a finance meeting? And maybe you do, 
is it super successful? If you've never had one before and you have no idea and you're like, my husband will never do this. Or if you are the person that I used to be where I was like, I could care less, do it all for me. And then one day I was like, no, I want to know. Like, God forbid, what if something happened to my husband? Worst case scenario, I would want to know. But more than that, what I'm living in right now, instead of doing it based out of fear, right? The moment that I'm living in right now is I want my girls to be able to see what that role looks like for me, that I do understand finances. I understand our family finances really well. So there's, you know, and then there's the other people that are like, though you as the wife are going to have to turn the tables that way, right? Where your husband's the person that does not want anything to do with it at all. And it's important for you to communicate your needs if you do want him a little bit more involved. And so there's no right or wrong way that I'm going to tell you to structure the dynamic there. But what I do want you to know is that finance meetings have to happen. Because if you're not on the same page, there's going to be issues. There's going to be issues with a lot of things. And finances are one of the biggest contributors to divorce in America. And that is obviously something that most of us are working really hard to avoid. And it doesn't have to be this big, hairy, scary thing that you have to be super afraid of and it's going to be go go terrible and it's going to be this big bad thing that it's been 15 times before that you've already tried, right? That's why I created this podcast episode because I want you to know how simple this truly is. Like I sat down with Blaine and I was like, hey, what are the three steps that I would give someone to set up a successful finance meeting? And he was like, bup, 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 done. And they were exactly what I would have said. And it just goes to show that him and I have created this system for us to have these finance meetings. Like we think on the same page and it just came organically to us. This is a subject in our lives that Blaine loves to talk about and he communicates well with finances. And I came with a very open heart to the table because I realized that he had a lot more skills in this area of our marriage. And so that's what's structured the dynamic to work well for us with these conversations. And I understand that might not be the same for you, but that doesn't mean that you have an excuse to avoid it or to not work hard at it. Blaine and I have other dynamics in our life where it doesn't come as easy to us to communicate about things like my emotions or random other stuff, you know, even sometimes the kids is a hard place for us to communicate and we have to work harder at it. Finances is something that we can talk pretty easily about. And so that is why this finance meeting became such a thing for us. And it's such a beautiful thing that I want you to do in your home. I truly want you to start doing this. I believe so much and I've seen so much and how I've grown and how it's changed me, how it's changed our finances, how it's changed my children and their future with their finances. Just from this one, what seems like ridiculous and silly system that we've put into play in our house. So what are the three steps? What does this look like? So get out your piece of paper. I want you to put three sections on it, but definitely leave space for examples. So you can just put a really small section at the top with a one, two, three. I'm not going to talk much. I'm just going to give you the steps and then we're going to really break it down inside of the goals. So step one is to communicate the need. You've, you've heard this podcast episode. You feel pretty strongly that you want to have finance meetings, which 
let me just say, if you're like, what is a finance meeting? I should probably clarify. It's a, it's a time, a specific set conversation about your finances. That's all it is. That could be really anything. It doesn't have to be the whole thing. It doesn't have to be something specific. It's just a meeting to talk about your finances. And if you've ever been a part of any kind of meeting, there's always a goal and an agenda and you know what you're going to be talking about, right? It's an, it's, it's a meeting. It's a finance meeting. You're going to sit down you're going to talk about a thing. It's not just, hey, we're stuffing our paper envelopes. It's not just, hey, how much money do we need to pay for the bills this week? Oh, how much did you get paid? It's not that, right? That's the kind of communication that you've been having about your finances. What we want to do is get you ahead of the curveball instead of being all rolled up in the snowball <laughs> and have no control over where things are going, right? So the first step is to communicate the need. You've heard this podcast episode and you're like, look, I really think that we need to have a finance meeting. Blaine and I still do this. He was on shift and I was like, oh my gosh, we've let a few things slip. He knows it. I know it. And so I just texted him and I was like, hey, I want to set up a finance meeting. I would like to do that. That's first step. That's what I said. That's all I had to say. Now, your husband might be like, what the heck is a finance meeting? <laughs> you can either send him this podcast episode or you could just say it differently. Hey, I'd like to sit down and talk about our finances so that we could get on the same page. If that's overwhelming, that's scary, and he's like a big fat no, then find a little piece of it that you're like, hey, I want to sit down and talk about, insert the one thing that you want to talk about, right? Hey, I would like to talk to you about um, some questions I had about paying bills. You could ask him that. Something that doesn't automatically trigger a defense, something that is kind and welcoming. And just let them know that you're open and that you have a need. And I don't ask. I tell. I tell what I need. I need this thing. And then I leave it be. Hey, I would like to have a not, will you have a finance meeting with me? That's a nice thing to ask. But I care a lot about being assertive with what I need. And there's a respectful way to do that. And I think I've just kind of articulated what that looks like. And people get a little annoyed and can get fussy with how particular I am with word choices. But language is everything. Communication is everything. Communication was my minor in college. I care a lot about every single word. And I was an interpreter. Like I realized that every word that you choose has major weight to it. So when you communicate the need, be thoughtful, be thoughtful about it. And if you get it wrong, apologize, say, shoot, that's not what I meant to say. I'm sorry. What I meant to say instead was this, right? Be careful with what you're communicating and don't, it's okay if you don't say it the right way, but just really be thoughtful before you say something, because what you want to do is let your spouse know that you are open and you want to do this as a team, that you have a need and you want to do it with them. 
that might mean that you're going to have to come with a different heart than you've normally brought to the table because you're typically really grumpy, really sassy, really bratty, really hard to work with, non-communicative, you practice avoidance, whatever, whatever issues you've brought to the table with this, but you know that you need to start having these meetings, be upfront about that, right? That's what I mean. Communicate the need very clearly, be concise, and then just leave it. See what they say. I just let it be. Blaine was like, yeah, sure. So here's step two. You got to set a time. So I immediately text back and I was like, when would be a good time for you to sit down and have this meeting? I know our schedule. I know when he's available, but that's not the point. It's giving him the ability and the autonomy to decide when he feels like that would be a good time for him. Because this is a heavy subject for marriages and it takes time. And I don't know what's on his heart and what he's going through and what pressures he has at his job and what he's hoping to do when he comes home off shift. Like, I don't know any of that, right? And we have to, when we approach these conversations with our kids and with our spouses about really important things that we want to have a big hand in, you have to always show that you want to be a team and kind of give the right away and give respect. And I think that's the balance when I want to assert my needs. I'm not forcing the outcome. I'm saying I need this, but then it's like, okay, when would be a good time for you? How would you like to go about doing this? So that's step two is just to set a time and just wait, ask them when it would be a good time. If they say a month from now, say, okay, and then you wait, you know, if they say never say, oh, well, you know, you can work through that. That's obviously really hard. And you just be patient. There's no, don't give up on this and don't be defeated is what I'm trying to say, because good things will come if you're patient. And maybe your husband's like all stoked about this and it would, it'll go super easy for you. And it'll be just a quick two text messages like it was for me and Blaine. There's no matter where you are in the pendulum, this is completely possible. Here's step three. Before you go into your finance meeting, it's so important that you do step three. <laughs> I know it's like, okay, we have a time. Yay. Okay, but what do you do there? Here's the thing. You want to talk about this before you have your meeting. This is not something that you just want to be like, hey, let's have a finance meeting. And then, yeah, we can do it tonight after the kids go to bed. Cool. I mean, you can do that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but step three is something that you should have a little bit of time to think about. How much time? I don't know. It depends on how long it's been or if you've ever had or what the dynamic is for your family. Step three is to establish one goal and three talking points. These meetings can go AWOL real quick. They can go down a rabbit hole. They can go like nowhere real fast if you don't have a goal in mind and we say three talking points because if you're anything like me and Blaine we'll start talking about heaven only knows what and we won't get anything accomplished that kind of communication is great for a marriage but when you had to hire a sitter <laughs> to make this happen you like need to know you got to get something accomplished and honestly like I've met families over the last couple years where husbands and wives have wealth and they have legitimate finance meetings like and and their children are my age and they've talked to me about what this looks like and what it's been like to watch their parents as they've grown up having finance meetings right and even if 
you're not restricted on your time. The fact that you have taken it so serious to truly sit down and communicate and have a goal and three talking points around your finances is is always going to produce a great outcome. So even if you think, oh my gosh, that seems really strict, I just try it. Just do me a favor and just try it. Being able to walk away from an hour or an hour and a half meeting and really have something accomplished, there's no greater feeling. And the way that that will unite you and your spouse and what that's going to allow you to do from now on, just if in one area and one area alone, let's use grocery shopping because a lot of you probably are going grocery shopping. Not always. Sometimes Blaine goes shopping for me. I get it. Not always. But most of the time, it's the moms that are going to the grocery store to get all the food. If we just use this example alone and no other aspect of your spending in any of your spending, meaning paying bills, anything, we just look at the grocery store. After having a finance meeting, you now are going to be able to know exactly what the parameters are for your spending and how you can support not only your family and yourself in their physical and emotional health by what you're buying, but also the financial health of your family because now you've had a finance meeting. That's just one micro area of your life that a finance meeting will impact. So please know that as strange as this may seem for your family to have something this, in air quotes, structured, it's really just parameters to help you stay on track and have something productive come out of a conversation about your money. Okay, that's all the more that you need to think about this. Don't go any deeper than that. I know I made it sound big and fancy, but that's really all it is. So what do we do with this? Let me give you some examples. Step one, let me recap, was to communicate the needs. Step two, set a time. And step three, establish one goal and three talking points. Let's use the goal now of paying off a car. The bulk of your notes section, you're going to want to detail this out. And I'm going to give you two examples. Okay, goal, paying off the car. Hey, I want to have a finance meeting because I really want to talk about getting this car paid off. Maybe you're only two years out from it if you worked really hard at it versus four years if you were, you know, pretty frivolous with your money and just did whatever, right? And you want to have a conversation about it. Maybe it's something that's been of interest to you or maybe it's been of interest to him and you've been against it, but you know that you want to support him and you're kind of okay with it. You just want to talk about it. Great conversation, great goal to have for a finance meeting with the goal being, let's talk about how we can pay off the car a year early or whatever. Okay. Here's my, here's your three talking points. First talking point, how can we cut back expenses? Second talking point, how can we make more income? And third talking point is what is our saving plan? That is what we want to accomplish and have solidified when we're done with our finance meeting. Maybe you only get one of them done. That's great. Maybe you get all three of them done. That's great. This is your, these are your parameters for what you're going to talk about whenever you sit down to this meeting and you just walk through it, right? You talk about these things. How can we cut back? Have that whole conversation. Have your laptop. Look at your spending. Do your homework before you go in. Before Blaine and I go into our finance meeting, I have data collected. 
We've had many finance meetings. We are the very, very, very first big finance meeting that we had. We did it over our marriage retreat years and years and years ago. And it took us two years of finance meetings, two years of finance meetings to finally get our budget the way that we wanted it. And now that budget is, oh my gosh, amazing. And it is totally yours. If you come inside of the Systemize Your Life Academy, it's plug and play. You get the entire thing. I teach you how to use it. I coach you on it whatever you need. That's like one of the biggest benefits of being inside of the academy is being able to get our entire budget that we use still every single day of our lives. We're literally going to be using it in our finance meeting later this week. Like it's just the coolest thing. So if you are interested, you don't have a budget, you want your budget to be better, hop inside of the academy. You can go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy and you can get this entire budget that we use and pop it into your life. It will show you how to pay off the car earlier. It will show you how to have a budget, shows you how to save for everything and get out of debt cycling. You don't have to use the paper envelope system. It is structured like that, but in an electronic format, it's really awesome. Shareable with your spouse makes it super easy. And these are the kinds of conversations that Blaine and I had for a long time. And you know, it took us, it took us a long time, mainly because the first budget that we came up with, that was amazing, uh, did not save when we came home from our first marriage retreat. (laughs) That was a big bummer, but I came with tons of data. We both did. And every time we come to a finance meeting, we're prepared. We have already done the research before we've gotten there so that we can actually have a good conversation and present facts to one another so we can have conversations and produce good outcomes with our conversations instead of just, like I said, going down some rabbit hole. So if you know that your talking points are going to be, how can we cut back? Well, how do you even know that if you haven't even looked at what your spending habits are? So once you set up your talking points, you'll know, oh, well, I don't even know how we're going to begin to talk about that if I don't look into our bank accounts or if I don't look into our spending history or how can we make more income if I don't even look at what is my overtime rate? Are there any available hours? Can I pick up a side gig? Can I pick up more clients? You got to look at all that kind of stuff to be able to bring that to the conversation. And then what, for this specific example, number three, I said, what's the savings plan? You guys can come up with whatever you want. You can use something that's proven that works, like I said, is inside of the academy or something else that another friend has shown you that they really love. Be open to putting something down on paper. Don't walk away from these meetings without knowing exactly what the plan is and come back to the conversation regularly. That's what our Sunday sit downs are for. We actually have like these light finance meetings that we do once a week where we do our our financial allocations and that supports our budget um, and the system that we use for managing our finances on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. Well, an annual basis too. So those little kind of touch points are there throughout these bigger finance meetings. That is super important that you walk away having a plan in place from these meetings. Here's another example. The goal, let's say the goal for this one is to establish a budget. So you've never established a budget before. What should your talking points be? One talking point could be, doesn't have to be these, but could be what budgets do you both like? You're going to talk about what budgets you like. He's going to talk about what budgets he likes. If you've both never used one before, do some research. 
look some things up, find some different apps, talk to some friends, see what you can find, right? That's going to be part of your conversation. Just have some fun, sit down. Yes, I said, have some fun talking about what budgets you like, but make it fun. Bring your favorite foods or Blaine and I typically have these finance meetings at a restaurant. Like we go somewhere and we find a place where people can chill with their laptops and a bar. We got high booths and we sit and we talk for a long time. Talking about this stuff at home never lends itself well in our life. It's just not for whatever reason, being out in public and having like the hustle and bustle and like a server and good drinks, it lightens the mood for us and it makes it so much more easy breezy. I don't know how else to explain it. It's just really so much more fun for us. And we're all about having fun because that makes things so much easier. So get, get creative with where you're going to have these meetings too, as just a little bonus tip I could throw in there and be open to playing with it. So talk about what budgets you both like. Here's talking point number two is how aggressive do you want to be? Typically, you got to get on the same page and typically you're not right. Somebody Blaine's always been so much more of a, an aggressive saver, or at least he thought he was right. But then that's when he was single. And then you throw kids in the mix and all this other stuff. And it, it's hard to save as aggressively when you can't just work as much overtime as you want, because you don't have a family to come home to. And you don't have family members to spend money on. So saving aggressively is a lot easier when you're single than when you're married. And so we talked about that a lot when we were first married, you know, what is appropriate spending for our family? You know, what does appropriate summer vacation spending look like? What does appropriate Christmas spending look like? Like all these different things, you know, and we talked about all of that when we established our budget, we set up sinking funds, which are all part of the budget that you get whenever you are inside of the academy, which you guys, it's just changed our lives so much. And so many other women that are inside the academy too that are using it, but it really has truly changed our lives and it's changed the generations of of our girls and their girls and their kids, right? It's changed so much for us. There's not really anything that I've ever been so relieved by as far as a system is concerned. And I've got a lot of systems, as you can see, but this one has brought so much peace to our family and I know it will bring so much peace to yours. Here's a third talking point to solidify a budget and a time frame to test. If if to establish a budget is your goal, and this is something good to put at the end of really any plan, if that's your step three, is like what are the actionable tasks that you're going to do that when you leave that finance meeting is to have a time frame because sometimes this can be overwhelming. It's like, okay, we're stuck with this. We're doing this forever. Just say, Hey, we're going to do this for six weeks. Six weeks is a good time frame. Two weeks is not enough. Four weeks is not really enough. Six weeks is long enough for you to really get in there and feel the effects of having to change any kind of habit, let alone your finances. Start there. You want to start with two weeks? Great. Start with two weeks. There's nothing wrong with it. There's really not. Go three months if you're rehearsed in this, right? Blaine and I, we've been doing this for years now. And so it's easy for us to be like, all right, for now, from now for the next six months, we can commit to this because we know what that looks like. We know how to support each other. We know we can depend on each other. There's a lot of trust built within this topic in our marriage. And so 
It's just going to depend on where you're at. There's so many more examples that I could give to you guys. I'd love to chat with you about it over inside of our Facebook group. You can just search in the search bar on Facebook, Systemize Your Life, to find us. And we can have all the conversations about any one of the three steps that we talked about with communicating the need, setting a time, or establishing a goal, and your three talking points. But that's all I have for you today. And I'm super excited to meet you back here again real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.